Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. A good friend, Nathan, sent me a note. said, Steve, you did a story a while back about people being charged for their time in jail, almost as if it was a hotel bill. And uh, he said, but the amount of money there wasn't as much as this story. He goes, check out what happens in Connecticut. So the story is from the Associated Press. The headline is, at $249 per day, prison stays leave ex-inmates deep in debt. Pat Eaton Rob wrote it. Uh, two decades after her release from prison, Teresa Beatty feels she is still being punished. When her mother died two years ago, the state of Connecticut put a lien on her home and uh, saying she owed $83,000 to cover the cost of her two-and-a-half-year imprisonment. Now, again, that was 20 years ago. Now she's afraid she'll have to sell the home that she's been in for the last 51 years, where she lives with two adult children, a grandchild, and her disabled brother. And she said, I'm about to be homeless. Now she's 58 years old. So in March, she became the lead plaintiff in a lawsuit challenging the state law that charges prisoners there $249 a day for the cost of their incarceration. She said, I just don't think it's right because I feel I already paid my debt to society. I just don't think it's fair for me to be paying twice. And here's the thing. Some states do charge. In fact, many of them do. But it's usually a much smaller amount, like 12 bucks a day or 25 bucks a day. This is $249 a day. And once you get out, if you don't have the money, they'll say, okay, we'll just we'll check back in from time to time. Maybe put liens on some of your stuff. Maybe intercept some of your tax returns, that kind of thing. But we'll, we'll get the money eventually. And the question is, is $249 a day appropriate on top of everything else? So let's... and. By the way, we're not saying that she's innocent. She's not even saying she's innocent. She admits she did it. So I spent time in prison for something I actually did, okay? So when you get sentenced and they say, we're going to send you to prison, or you're going to jail, or you're, you're going to get incarcerated, right? They'll then say, and by the way, here's your fines and costs and other things go along with the punishment. And on top of that, oh, and $249 a day for every day you're in jail. So all but two states have these so-called pay-to-stay laws that make prisoners pay something for their time behind bars, though not every state actually pursues people for the money. Supporters say the collections are a legitimate way for states to recoup millions of taxpayer dollars spent on prisons and jails. Critics say it's an unfair second penalty that hinders rehabilitation by putting former inmates in debt for life. Efforts have been underway in some places to scale back or eliminate the policies. Illinois and New Hampshire recently repealed their laws on this. Connecticut also overhauled its statute this year, keeping it in place only for the most serious crimes, such as murder. Uh, And some prisoners are exempt from having to pay for the first $50,000 of their incarceration. So they've actually calculated out, well, we'll we'll let you ride for the first 50K. Under the revised law, About 98% of Connecticut inmates no longer have to pay any of the costs of their incarceration after they get out. It's according to a state rep who was talking about this, and he sponsored the legislation. The state retained its ability, though, to collect some prison debts already on the books before the law changed. It's unclear whether the change in the law made after BD filed her lawsuit will be enough to help her keep her home. That'll have to be decided in court. We've talked recently about cases where there's been statutes passed, And the question is, do the statutes act retroactively? Do they go back in time? Oftentimes, they don't specify. Beattie, the one we mentioned at the front end of this, her lawyers have asked a federal judge to block the state from enforcing the law against anyone 
saying it remains unfair even after the amendments to the law. Beattie acknowledges she was guilty of what she was accused of, but said nobody told her when she went to jail that every day behind bars would cost her more than a night at a hotel. It just drags you back to despair, she said. Now, she has had other brushes with the law over the times that you know she spent out of jail, but she's also become a certified nursing assistant. That's where I feel like I'm at. I feel like no hope. Where do I go? All of this work, and it feels like I've done it in vain. Pay-to-stay laws were put into place in many areas during the tough-on-crime era of the 1980s and 90s, says Brittany Friedman, an assistant professor at sociology uh, at the University of Southern California, who is leading a study on this practice. They are studying it. As prison populations ballooned, she said, policymakers questioned how to pay for incarceration costs. So I don't know if you remember this. depends on your age, of course. But there was a time when being tough on crime was really all over the news, especially during the uh, political seasons. And so that's where you also got like three strikes laws. And uh, that is another one that popped up at that time. Zero tolerance is another phrase we heard quite a bit. Uh, so instead of raising taxes, the solution was to shift the cost burden from the state and the taxpayers onto the incarcerated. Uh, laws vary from state to state. Many, like Connecticut, only go after inmates for the cost of incarceration if they come into money after leaving prison. A few, such as North Carolina, have laws in the books but almost never use them. Connecticut's partial repeal went into effect July 1st. The state is projected to collect about $5.5 million less per year from ex-prisoners because of the change to the law. State Senator John Kissel, who is the top Republican of the Legislature Judiciary Committee, said he opposed the repeal but might support reforms like allowing inmates to pay off debt in installments. Uh, he said that while BD's situation tugs at one's heartstrings, everybody has issues. Policies to make one appreciate that your incarceration costs money, he said. The taxpayers footed the bill, and they didn't do anything wrong. And knowing that one has to pay the state back a reasonable sum on a regular basis is not a bad policy. And so this is like anything else out there where you can see both sides to it, and it's, you know, there's no right or wrong to it. You can't say, oh, this is right. No, no, that's completely wrong. You can see the point, right? And like I said, every state except for, I think, two or three have this. And it just varies from state to state how much they charge and whether or not they chase you for it afterwards. And so I would agree that if a prisoner owes some money and they get out of jail and they hit the lottery tomorrow, they get $300 million dollars. Well, yeah, I can see them being told to pay their money back. But on the other hand, it seems to me that when you're standing there in front of the judge, it's judgment day, and the judge says, you've been found guilty by a jury of your peers. It's now my solemn obligation and duty to sentence you. And you are going to get this much time locked up. And uh, once you finish that time, you will then get out and have to do the following things. And uh, you also have to pay fines, and costs, and all this stuff. I think most people think that if there was something to be levied against you, it would be levied against you at that moment in time. Now, since everyone now knows about this, because I talked about it on my show, <laughs> you can say, Steve, they could tell you during your sentencing, by the way, you will also be billed for your time in prison. Let people know that. But the question is, what is fair? Is $250 a day fair? Or 
$25 a day, fair. And again, I don't think there's any right or wrong answers there or bright line answers. I, I do know someone is going to chime in, at least one. And they have already chimed in, by the way. Uh, if you're watching this video, the comment already exists below. This is my challenge to you. Pause the video and see if it's below because somebody's already posted this. And they're going to say, Steve, in China, when they execute you, they send the bill to your family for the bullet. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, you're pointing out something that the nice man in the video also pointed out, but I'm not sure how it's relevant. <laughs> We're talking about how things are here, okay? So one of the things I would point out, and I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I don't think they're necessary for me to make my point, and that is that a lot of people had been locked up over the decades for things that are now legal, and all you got to do is go for a drive in any state that has legalized the Merahuchi. You can find billboards for it everywhere. They will deliver it to your home. They, you, you, you can remember the information from the billboard, jump on your smartphone, and order it home delivery. And they will come to your home and deliver it to you. Now, there was a time when if you did that and got caught, you would go to prison. So somebody who spent time in prison for something that is now legal, that's where I think a lot of people would find troubling aspects to this story. So, again, I am just throwing this out there as conversation starter. You'll notice I have not said it is completely wrong. I am simply saying it's something we should consider and take a look at and think about. But 250 bucks a day or 249 a day does seem steep to me. But steep doesn't make it wrong. So Nathan, thanks for sending it from the Associated Press out of Connecticut. At $249 per day, prison stays, leave ex-inmates deep in debt. Pat Eaton Rob wrote it. It's a great story. Questions, comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. All journeys have secret destinations of which the traveler is unaware.